Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast. I'm Nick Mercer. On episode 61 of Concussion Talk Podcast, I chat with Heads Up Can founders Seth Mendelson and Ryan Sutton about their organization, Concussion Advocacy and Concussion Awareness. Concussion Talk Podcast is presented by HeadCheck Health. HeadCheck Health bridges the gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on HeadCheck Health to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. I'm on with Seth and Ryan from Heads Up, and I will get, I don't know which one of you wants to talk about what Heads Up is and, and who you're geared towards. Um, I guess I can start and then Seth okay. kind of will chime in. It's usually sure. how it goes. So but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, so I'm Ryan Sutton. I'm the executive director of Heads Up Concussion Advocacy Network. And essentially, we're a online platform um, that works towards spreading awareness on concussions. Um, so we do it through social media, um, just spreading awareness and telling people's stories on social media. And then we also um, have broken into some events and uh, just unique areas that we find actually help spread concussion awareness. Yeah, and I'm Seth Mendelson. Uh, I'm the Chief Operating Officer for Heads Up Can. Um, and for, for me, it was really important to create this empathetic approach for people who maybe have never had a concussion or understand how severe it is and we started by just having these shirts and kind of just spreading the awareness through that way and now we're just trying to you know continue to share our story and our journey and other people's stories because you know concussions are so individualistic and unique that we want to kind of show that this affects everyone differently right okay well those of those who are listening to the podcast can't obviously see you guys but seth has on a heads up t-shirt and ryan has on a heads up Hat and looks to look, look good and look blue and sweater and oh, and sweater and sweater. And sweater. So, it's all uh, we wear. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the only thing in our so closet. So what, right what, what, what's in your let's? I hear first we'll go to uh, just uh, talk a bit about yourself. So your so is our Ryan Ryan Bloom, and who are you and where did you get? Where are you? Why are you interested in concussions? 
Yeah, so I grew up uh, and I and I've played hockey my whole life. Um, I actually had my first concussion when I was eight in a biking accident, and um, so I was introduced to it at a fairly young age. Um, definitely younger than a lot of the people I was surrounded by. So it was interesting to go through it at the age of eight um, and see how everybody was kind of disconnected from what I was going through. Um, I was actually, um, I was knocked out for roughly a half an hour for that one. It was a pretty severe accident and I'm happy to have recovered from it at that young age, but uh, it was definitely alarming. It uh, alarmed my parents a lot for sure. And luckily I was wearing a helmet. But then as I uh, progressed into my teens, I was playing hockey nearly seven days a week and uh, definitely was susceptible to more concussions uh, because of my early concussion, obviously. And uh, yeah, so I I sustained three uh, in my teenage years. And by the age of 19, I had to stop playing hockey altogether. When did they start hitting in hockey? I oh I was actually the last age group to never have any restrictions on that. So as soon as I was in Adam, um, we were hitting. What age was that? Uh, Around uh, I don't know for sure, but I believe it was eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah, around the time I actually got that concussion, and then it was weird for me because I was the age group that every time you went up. Um, like the people below us were not able to hit anymore. So when I went to Peewee, they moved hitting up to Peewee. So like I never missed exactly the right, the wrong, exactly the wrong time. Exactly, it was that was that year. It was like a weird cut. So my brother had a completely different experience where he actually had uh, hitting limited. It was kind of funny because he actually is more of a an aggressive player on the ice than I was. So he actually was yearning for. having like hitting in hockey and he hated seeing it you're telling him no not good i was just like well i i wasn't really someone who hit a lot on the ice but i i could take it obviously but um yeah it was he loved it he dished out hits when he got his chance but that way and and seth how did you introduce two concussions and basically who are you yeah, so I, uh, I've i been playing all different kinds of sports when I was growing up. Uh, like every other Canadian, I played hockey. I was a goalie. Um, but football was my biggest passion. I started when I was 12 years old. Um, and I got really got good at it really quickly because I liked to hit. Um, I was this small, mighty defensive player that I felt like for me where I lacked in size, I gained an IQ. So I was really smart with how I played and Coaches really were drawn to that, and like you know, throughout you like Rudy. That was my nickname, <laughs> actually. Uh, um, and so for me, you know, throughout the years, when you get hit with your in your head in football, it's you know your bell was rung. So I never really thought much about you know when I actually suffered concussions. Like I couldn't tell you how many I've had because not a lot of them didn't get diagnosed. But in my senior year in grade twelve. Um, it was a week before the season started and I remember we had a new coach and I tried to make this big play in practice to kind of earn my spot. Um, and my head went right into one of my best friends, actually, who's like six, six, 260 pounds, like much bigger than me, went right into his knee. Um, and it was diagnosed as a mild concussion, which, um, was a term that people would just kind of throw around back then when they didn't really know how to diagnose you. And I ended up being out for about four weeks, missed half of my final year. 
Um, and then a lot of mental health complications came from that, the remainder of my yeah. um, grade 12 year. And then to be honest, what, after that, I never really thought much about my concussions until, you know, I met Ryan and we started talking about our shared experiences and realized how alienating it was. And that's kind of what spurred this entire journey. And um, it was actually Ryan got, I believe it was your sixth you got in, in third year or no. second year, Ryan? No, it was, uh, that was my fourth actually. So that was fourth. my last okay. like hockey concussion. Um, it was when I was 19, I believe. And that was actually outside of organized sport, um, like community sport, I guess. And it was just in a rec league. Um, oh, okay. I was just cutting across the middle. I didn't even have the puck and this guy just dropped me. Um, and I, I was defenseless. I didn't even see him. So I had to get stitches in my chin. Uh, I think I got three or four there and it was just, it really disoriented me. And I pretty much, like, I still play hockey occasionally, but I make sure I know the environment that I'm going into when I play. Yeah. Uh, and I always have to have the appropriate safety equipment on, of course. But yeah, after, yeah, non-contact for sure. Definitely won't get into contact again. It's just the risks are too high. Um but yeah, so after that concussion, that was when everything started to kind of happen. So um, like definitely realized in that one that it was a really alienating feeling uh, above everything else. And I didn't really have an outlet where I felt comfortable um, going to, whether it be online or talking to my friends. It just felt like there wasn't an area that made me feel like everything that was going on was normal there's no, per se. there's no group at university or yeah no nothing no. nothing it happened during the summer so like i was working and there was a weird situation that went on at work where um i had to like obviously take time off but the owner didn't necessarily agree with that and she was i was managing a retail store so she was trying to schedule me in so there was a lot of stress with that because i tried to like like work obviously but I wasn't right and it made my symptoms last longer so then that kind of like led me to understanding that there needs to be more knowledge and awareness about the injury because if other people are going through that without even like I had like medium to mild symptoms I would say right yeah obviously they were tough to go through but like if people are having more severe symptoms and they're trying to do what I had to do while I was in my concussion and feel the way that they felt or feel the way that I felt like I honestly couldn't imagine it. So after Seth and I started talking and then our one other buddy, Cam, he actually introduced us to the idea of starting up a brand that gives back to concussion awareness. And we just really took to it. And I would say from when the idea was planted, uh, it took us about eight months to uh, like a year to actually start implementing it. Wow. Yeah, so, so then yeah, so you can just like talk about how you guys met and what your and why did you decide to, to go this sort of starting an organization nonprofit. Yes, so we met uh, at Brock University. Uh, we both are in the sport management program and in our very first class, the very first seminar, uh, we sat next to each other and we were told to find a partner to do a project that you have to do that whole semester and we kind of looked at each other like oh like yeah. let's just we're already sitting next to each other let's kind of do it from there and yeah. it was kind of funny because from that point on we did every project in university together and and created this really quick bond and connection um and started to learn how we operated and what we brought to the table and how you know different our skill sets were and our passions but 
how we collaborate with that. So for about, we, I mean, that kind of was first year. Then we lived with each other for three years after that. And again, started to do all of these projects together. So when this idea came to start this brand that we were both really passionate about, um, because we had both experienced concussions, we both felt alienated and both felt like there wasn't that platform out there that really talked about the severity of it or made you feel comfortable with, you know, what you're going through. So it kind of all was an accumulative um, feeling and approach for this journey. And uh, it's been it's been an incredible run since then. And we would just start by, you know, having a table um, at Brock University and just talking to students, being like, mm-hmm. hey, have you ever had a concussion? Just simple things like that. Yeah. Like, do you know what a concussion is? And, you know, to our surprise, a lot of these university students didn't know what a concussion was, didn't know if they'd ever had one, didn't know the symptoms didn't really know a whole lot about this injury, um, which was really scary. And then we found out, obviously, that 50% of concussions, or Canadians, sorry, don't know what concussions are. So it made us even more motivated to see these university students, the future of, you know, our country, not understand um, this very real, very severe injury. And so we decided to take matters into our own hands. Nice. Great. And just... So sorry, Justin, Dad, uh, yeah, so we basically started it in our fourth year, um, first month of our fourth it's a, year. It's a four-year so program? Was, yeah, okay. yeah. So our, okay. our last year, um, it actually worked out that I had less classes that year because I did my internship in the summer. So I, I had a little more time to kind of dive into it, which was great. Um, but we even started, we had an office set up in Seth's room, like we... We really, uh, like Seth had a big room at our schoolhouse, so um, we really took advantage of it, and we went full force um, as soon as we could. So it was, it was definitely an amazing experience, and it was, it was really enjoyable. Uh, yeah, and just so exciting. How, how do you guys, you said you started off with just talking to people on a table at Brock in like the guest student center or whatever it was, but uh, how, did you guys, how did you guys get into meetings or groups and like how do you approach people how did, how did you get started in this talking to people about your idea and about concussion awareness how did you start off well it was exactly what Seth said it was just going and having a table that's that was the very first thing that we did and we wanted to hit the ground um running and essentially start like talking to people face to face so we could actually get some understanding of how people felt about it and then from there whenever we we learned that whenever you have a table we should be trying to run um some like social media contests to get more people engaged so then we'd start running contests for free merchandise um because we were also launching a brand at the same time so it got the brand out there and uh it essentially just started to grow from there we would get followers from that because part of our contest would be like follow like and tag two friends who should see this um, or no more, or who have helped you throughout your concussion recovery. Um, and then so from there, it just kind of started to grow. Um, we actually saw a good amount of growth within our first six months um, from that exact model. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, and the ball just kind of kept rolling too, right? And yes, um, yeah. actually by the end of the year, we became the first um, student apparel business to be in the Brock Campus store. We had this whole feature for the month of March, which was, really exciting so to see us starting from just a table like a very basic table yeah. to kind of at the end of the month being into the campus store around brock yeah, was that's just, um, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was pretty exciting. And we went to like the Niagara Ice Dogs um, and we had a table set up there. Um, they play in the OHL and it was just, we, we looked for opportunities to get out there and talk to people face to face so we can be better informed on how we could kind of talk to people online. And how was the OHL, how receptive were the fans there or the or knowledgeable with the fans there or whoever you talked to at the OHL? I saw his game. We had some uh we had some great conversations. I think um wherever we've gone, people have been very inquisitive because again, like this concussions are something that, you know, you really only see in like these big hockey or football hits on like TSN and Sportsnet, right? No one really talks about the people who slip and fall and get a brain injury or, you know, the concussion that derived from um a car accident and the, and I feel like there was a lot of people that would come up to us and kind of ask questions and and want to hear our story and i remember specifically when we were at the ice dogs game i was talking to a few firefighters and how they have to go and help people who slip and fall and all the training that they have to go through so i i, I personally found i can't speak for ryan but people have been very receptive to um understanding and learning more there just hasn't been um someone you know like we believe heads of can is yeah. that can really go be approachable and be out in the community right and that was a big yeah. thing for us that's where like every time we've had a setup anywhere it's always we are so amazed by what the people actually come up and talk to us about like that alienating feeling that essentially like propelled us to do this um you can see it in everybody and that's why they feel so comfortable talking to us they just hear our story because we obviously will tell them uh, what we do immediately after meeting them. And then they will start to break into their concussion story or how concussions have affected a family member and how it's like yeah. kind of trickled down into their life. And it's it's really powerful, honestly, to be a part of it and have people feel comfortable enough to share their stories with us. And uh, well, speaking of the family member, do you guys have any uh... Or just people in the lives. Do you do you have anybody that really helped you in your recovery? I guess I guess well Ryan knows exactly when your recovery was, but except you don't really know it. You have people who were very supportive of you obviously, but I mean of of your concussion journey. Do you have any Yeah. I uh I was very lucky. I am very lucky to have parents that cared way more about my health than my uh my athletic career. I also knew like after grade 12 that I was done with football. I had that approach going into the year. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was really important to get my recovery and my brain health back in check before I went back into the game because um, I, I've been pretty well rehearsed. Like I understood, I understood a lot about concussions in grade 12 being in football for so many years and seeing other friends get yeah. injured that I didn't want to put myself through that um, yeah. because and something that I still stress is, you know, there's more to life than sports. And obviously trying to pursue that dream of playing sports is never something I would ever tell someone to not do, but yeah. understanding that at a certain point you have to take care of yourself. And especially yeah. when it comes to the brain, you can't play around with that. Like no. that's the most complex organism that once one injury to the head could change the rest of your life. So yeah. I I was very fortunate enough to have my parents by my side. Um, but it was definitely tough for me because I could be in school and still do my homework, my tests and 
and not feel the symptoms. But when I worked out or I tried to run, that's when I started getting headaches. So it yeah. was tough to kind of communicate that to my teammates yeah, and, and my friends. But but yeah, I had a really good support. So so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and- for me, like my support system was great. My family definitely was understanding. And uh, my mom specifically was just a rock star. Like she really took it seriously. And like it made me want to take it more seriously too. And yeah. throughout my like amateur sports career or whatever you want to call it, like she was always uh, interested in our health and well-being and our schooling yeah. opposed to like sports. She thought that sports came second to pretty much all of those things I just mentioned. and really that was essentially what made me want to take it seriously and gave me the education behind the injury to care about your head so actually yeah yeah go ahead no sorry i I was just gonna say just like looking at your website heads up cam website uh you have sorry my hands over these mics on my side of my computer there so anyway um yeah uh you guys have uh advocates and apparel so how did you get started with with your end media, so advocates are part of the media. Are those your three main areas you want to you focus on? Heads up, heads up, can. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah. Uh, yeah so um the apparel wasn't like how we started um like we we did start off as a brand first um and now recently we have moved into a non-profit organization so obviously having what was a brand, brand called of, for was the brand called for brand it's always called heads up can or it was no it was yes. always called heads up um in it was heads up in support of concussions was technically the brand okay. um but it's like we've always had the heads up can handles and um, 
And it's always like we've turned it into Heads Up Concussion Advocacy Network, essentially, um, as a nonprofit rebranding. But yeah, it's always been something that we've wanted to do was create that network. Um, But the apparel is just a great way for people to feel a part of our community, we find. Um, It really like people are excited to wear it. Pretty much everybody that we know who owns one of our hoodies or T-shirts wears it like every day almost. It's one of their favorite sweaters. Nice. Um, but that, that has become like less prevalent as we've been more focused on spreading awareness. And that's kind of where the advocate program came in. Um, that's actually something that we've like really started to push recently. It's something that we've definitely always wanted to do, but now we have the time and the capacity and the know-how to actually implement it the way we want. So basically with that, it's, we're just, um, focused on telling other people's stories. So in the past, we have done concussion testimonials, as you may see on our website yeah. or, um, or on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we have done those and those were awesome. It's just it was limited because we had to go and do a full production of how um, and like set up in a room and like actually interview people. Um, but now we're trying to st- streamline that process by um, the creation of our ab- advocate form um, where people can essentially just answer two simple questions. How have concussions affected you? And why do you want to become an advocate for concussion awareness? And it's crazy because through those two questions, you can get a wide range, like just with any like concussion, everybody experiences it completely differently. And there's no one concussion that's the same to another. So everybody's going to have a different perspective on why they want to be an advocate for it, but why concussions have also affected their life. So we found it to be a pretty powerful tool and something that we are starting to launch more um, recently. And yeah, if Seth, you want to add anything to that? Then. Well, yeah, I also think um, for, there was a lot of times, I think for anyone who has a concussion, it's it's very tough to share your story because it can, you, for a lot of people, it can be a very tough time, dark time in their life. Some people are still going through it. Um, and I think when we went through, even when we were at Brock and just other people and like kind of gauging people's interest on, you know, doing videos, the idea of being in front of a camera, um, was kind of tough for them and they didn't really necessarily want to share the story that way. But the way that we've been able to kind of, you know, understand that because we were, again, people who would suffer concussions and, and know how scary that is to kind of tailor this entirely new, um, form of advocate where people can kind of you know like ryan said answer these two questions and still you get such a wide range of stories and i think that's the biggest thing for us is it's always been about sharing people's stories i think that for some reason is what gets lost in a lot of this concussion research um is you don't hear the actual symptoms that people go through and people immediately correlate it to you know, headaches, but what about the mental health complications that yeah. can derive because of that? And and I think that's why this advocates program is so near and dear to our hearts because we know that there's so many people that have been affected some way or another by concussion. So to be able to create this this program for people to share their stories um, has always been what we envision heads up can growing into. That's great. Yeah. And then it just gives us an avenue too to just like have people submit their stories. And now we're going to work towards sharing everybody's story that submits. So it's just creating a, a more full picture of just a shared experience for everybody. 
and just allow people to resonate with different things. You may not resonate with everybody's story, yeah. but I'm sure you can resonate with at least a sentence. Yes, like exactly. at least some small thing that they're going through. <laughs> yeah. You will have an understanding and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I totally get that. I've definitely felt something like that before. And yeah. it's just validating your feelings going through a concussion, yeah, right? Totally. So, yeah, I don't want to put in spot if you don't know the numbers. I don't remember the exact percentages, but how would you say most of your people that respond to your, your questions and you and are advocates for your for heads up can, would you say they're athletes or would you say they're more just people who've had a concussion either through sports or through just general accidents or falling down or whatever? Um, I think I would say that in terms of the advocates, because th this is a very new program. So in terms of what's what we've been posting recently, it's been um, a lot of people uh, relatively the same demographic as us in their you know early 20s who, whether they played sports throughout their childhood or um, had friends who suffered concussions, they wanted to share um, their experience with it. But when you go back to kind of when we started this and, and just some of the other people that we've been able to interact with, it's so wide ranging. There's we like through our testimonials, you have people that were just playing a recreational basketball yeah. game and hit their head or someone who suffered a, a really major car accident. And the doctors looked at everything but her head. And yeah, then she so and that led to a lot more complications. And then, you know, even more recently, we've had um, professional athletes like. Uh, Daniel Carcillo joined as an advocate um, and Andrew Coe uh, has represented, you know, what our mission is and he's with the Canadian rugby team. So you really start to see so many different people understand at the very least the importance of spreading awareness. And uh, it's been truly, truly remarkable. Right. So, so, yeah, so, no. uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Ryan. It's no, it's it's just um, I think that it's probably 50 50 like we definitely do talk to a lot of athletes and we do have a sport management background naturally. But like we we obviously we went into this with the intention of helping athletes in 2017. And then as soon as you begin to actually get on the ground and talk to people, you quickly realize that it's it really doesn't have a lot to do with athletes. It's the, the regular people that we want to talk to as well. So just having a nice mix between the two is something that's been important to us. And uh, just sharing every story possible is um, just how we see about doing that. And, and to add to that, like 70% oh, like of concussions aren't even sport related. And I think that was the first thing that I learned through this journey that made me realize how naive I was for so many years. Because like I had mentioned earlier, we only, you know, think of concussions when we think of these big hits in sports but there's this whole other world of people that are suffering daily um whether they slip and fall whether it's you know very very like accidental incidences um and it's those people that you know they don't have trainers or they don't have people around them that understand concussions so they just go about their day and they're just like oh i have a headache let me pop some aspirin and, and maybe that will help but in reality, they have a head injury that needs to be looked at and, and trying to help those people understand that if they are suffering any of these symptoms, because they're wide ranging, that they need to get it checked out. Right. Yeah. So do you find the best way to do that is through, is through your 
I feel like you just feel not the best way. Yes, the best way is through as much advocates who can speak to as many people as possible. But do you find do you like do you like your uh, media, your your media, your YouTube videos, and your other media up the operations as the Grand Bird Fort, but you know that media the media aspect of it, or social media and their video and YouTube, or do you find just going to talk to people, people like in groups or individually? Do you find which one do you find both equally? Definitely, just we definitely like a good mix. Um, we obviously are pretty, uh, like we are fairly present online and we, we think that's very important to spreading awareness. Uh, but the way that you really connect with people is seeing them face to face and looking them in the eye and having these conversations. So at any chance we get, we would love to be in the field and talking with people. But we also recognize, especially in times like these, that's not really possible. No, yeah. um, or even just in general, like it's not possible to be connecting with everybody in public every day. Right. Um, so that's where we think that online we can really get to people and we can share a unique perspective that can make them feel comfortable. Um, and that's really our angle for sure. We, we love connecting with people. Good. Love it. Good. And uh, and so so your so your parallel you find your apparel online on your website, and what can they what kind of apparel can they find there, and where does they and where do the uh, revenues the revenues go? So we have t-shirts, hoodies, and we actually have track pants as well, and pretty oh and hats yeah, and that's really all we have right now. We are going to be looking into. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be looking into um, exploring more options and bringing it like just bringing more, yeah, more options to everybody um, and maybe even exploring some new logos and some new um, some branding that we can explore upon and even building on the advocate program as well with some apparel. Uh, we're just it's a long process right now. And people aren't necessarily buying things in times like these, but yeah. we're definitely ready to explore more in that area. But we have a wide range of colors with everything. Um, and yeah, it's we just want to make people feel a part of the network with our apparel. And that's the main goal. Yeah, and I think to kind of build off of that, um, it, it's also what I found is I'd be walking, you know, in the streets of Toronto wearing my hoodie or Niagara and people kind of see this big heads up and the word concussions and it immediately starts a conversation. And that's yeah. what this entire journey has been about is to start that conversation about concussion. Yeah. Because whether whether we, you know, it's the invisible injury. So, so many people suffer in silence, but when they see that, they feel like they're, they're a part of that and they want to know more about it. So the amount of, you know, people that I've seen just on the street or I even remember I used to work at Good Life Fitness and I saw a member walk in and wear, was wearing the hoodie that I'd never met before. And nice. so it was really cool to see all these different, you know, people gravitate to, you know, the concept of our apparel. And we actually also donate 15% to concussion research and trying to make it so that it's not, you know, just a brand. It's, it's actually for a good cause. And we're trying to give back because that's been a huge mission of ours is, you know, like we said, we're, we're sport management graduates. We don't have any backgrounds in science. We can't, we can't tell you that much about, you know, the actual neuroscience that is involved with concussions and, and all, you know, what the right steps are. But what we can do and what we're trying to do is create a voice, 
create a voice for people who otherwise don't know how to express what they're feeling. And we also do that. I mean, we, we have blogs, we have people like content writers that have joined our team that yeah. have shared their stories through blogs and just in any type of outlet, whether it's videos, blogs, uh, social media, or, or connecting with people in person or doing podcasts like these, to, the more that we can talk about it, the more that we can challenge the stigma. And, and that's what we're really striving to do. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, it, it takes a village, as they say. Um, so what's, 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 what's next for Seth and Ryan and all saying heads up can. So which definitely, one uh, yeah, we definitely are going to be building upon our advocate campaign right now. We actually just launched it on Monday. Um, okay. so we're really, yeah. So it's really new for us. We already had, <laughs> didn't, didn't know I knew it was too. <laughs> so, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. We're really excited about it, um, and we think that the, especially in times like these, we think that it's just going to help spur more conversation. And like we've said, that's all we really strive to do and challenge the stigma on the concussions. But then we're also involved with uh, in an organization called PACA, Peterborough Athletics Concussion Awareness Committee. And so what we do with them is just help explore concussion awareness um, in Peterborough region specifically. And that's a board that comprises of like the school boards, um, the, the public health sector, and pretty much all the large organizations within the community just coming together. So just being a part of things like that. And um, actually, we're even in talks right now with some uh, provincial sport organizations to become their um, concussion awareness arm of, or somehow partner with them to help Excellent. spread concussion yeah. awareness. That's so good. going to all of their like sporting tournaments and having a booth set up there where their their um, athletes can go and talk to and having it extremely interactive and engaging um, and finding unique ways to connect with people kind of in person, but also on a mass scale as, as much as we can, at least. And then, um, yeah, to kind of uh, build on to that, um, Ryan actually had mentioned earlier, we uh, officially became a nonprofit organization. So um, kind of converting, we always kind of, treated heads up as if it was a nonprofit, but now that it's official, now that we've kind of gone through the entire registration process and we have um, board of directors, um, we've got Stephanie Cowell from Parachute Canada, Alex Salome from uh, the Canadian Mental Health Association and um, Pina Petrielli who helped with our accounting and all of that. So we created um, a really cool support system for trying to do and, and to help you know guide us and ensure that we're still, you know, hitting a lot of different areas, whether it's mental health, um, policy framework, because there's so much that needs to be done. Like you had mentioned, Nick, it takes yeah. a village, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a big thing for us too is, you know, we, we've been people who've been on the ground. So we, where a lot of other organizations kind of um, haven't been, you know, really dealing with people directly in the same way that we have, I feel like that's created a whole, you know, perspective of how we understand concussions and how it affects people and, um, trying to, like kind of Ryan said, take that and what we've learned there and go to these prov uh, provincial sport organizations and kind of explain what we've learned and um, just being a part of a lot of different events as well. And obviously right now with the times, events aren't yeah. really much of a thing to look into right now, but, but that's something where we see heads up going forward um, is creating more events that not only talk about the severity of concussions, but also highlight the positives of the recovery and how 
you know, you can actually hit yourself and be better for it. So trying to kind of take that approach rather than just continuously harping on, you know, the negative effect of concussions as well. Yeah. yeah. And so um, we also, sorry, we just oh, have one other thing. Go that ahead, we, geez, go ahead, please. We, yeah, no, we just haven't even um, really touched upon it though, but we are going to be looking into creating our own conferences, yeah. um, our own concussion conferences. We find that like when we go to concussion conferences, we absolutely love it because we get to interact with everybody, but we just want to have our own take on what a, our concussion conference can look like. Um, so maybe just changing traditional norms where how it's just speakers just talking to people and make it more interactive where it can be more of a conversation opposed to a speech and just like just having unique so ways. Like a that, symposium kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just more like driven towards conversations um, and maybe even having multiple um, like talks going on at once and having it in smaller groups where people can essentially just just have real conversations and yeah, then absolutely. having some sort of interactive element at the end that uh, that just brings everybody together as a group, maybe like a concert or like something like yoga. Um, just something completely different that uh, we this our own spin on a conference. Yes, we have just on on thinking yoga and like I talked to keep keep your head up, KW. So keep your head up and in kitchen or whatever. And there's another yoga thing. There's another group. So Ontario has a bunch of concussion groups starting up now. But as you mentioned, unfortunately, these times it's not to get together. It's not really possible. So, but uh, yes, but have a big social media presence so and the online presence so and this is right now it's a great place to meet so how can people reach find heads up can on all social media and online so yeah um all of our tags um are at heads up can uh our website is headsupcan.ca um and on our website you can learn a lot about you know concussions about our story um, and we constantly are promoting, you know, our advocates. You can become an advocate. If you go to our awareness tab, um, it's right there. We have, like I mentioned, there's a bunch of blogs out there. Um, and then Instagram, we're the most active. Um, so we constantly are trying to make videos to kind of, again, challenge that stigma surrounding, uh, surrounding concussions. And we're pretty big on Twitter as well. Um, LinkedIn, Facebook, you can kind of find us on all platforms, uh, as well as TikTok. Yeah. Never use TikTok. Um, oh, it's, it's I'm crazy. Old. I'm too old. For yeah. It, it definitely it's, helps um, start the communication and that conversation with the younger demographic, which yeah. is something that um, I, I personally, and I know Ryan was saying. Oh, we lost you there for a second. Or did we totally lose Awareness is going is to make sure our next generation really understands the severity. Um, oh, did we just lose Ryan? I lost, nope, I lost I, you for a second, but I think we're all back now. Yeah. So you're saying TikTok is um, great because? Because, I mean, it's a primarily younger demographic. Um, so to start instilling um, the awareness on concussions at a younger age is something that we find is really important. I've actually spoke um, in front of hockey camp, uh, and I've spoken in front of you know students to share our story, to share our journey, and the effort to educate them and empower them to learn more. Um, and it's something that ideally when, you know, this whole uh, thing that the world is going through right now is yeah. over, we can kind of get back on because 
I think having those presentations with those kids and, and obviously right now using through TikTok, but getting that next generation to fully understand that when they hit their head, they need to take the time off and that they're, that it's okay to be not, to not be okay. Um, is really, really important. Oh, cool. Well, I'm great. Did just want to just mean for say, you know, thanks a lot and all this stuff. I don't I just also say goodbye. Thanks and all this stuff, but I will talk after I start recording. But I'm um, also, I just want to just make plug your advocacy network again, just because I just had it just started on Monday and maybe this has not been the best time to get your news out there. So Monday being March 30th. So uh, this will, this podcast will go out probably April 14th. So it was two weeks, oh, okay. two weeks prior, prior, but yeah, but just want to mention your, your uh, advocacy, advocacy number again, where can they, people sign up for that? So basically, yeah. So actually right now and probably for the next while, we're going to maintain uh, the advocate link on our, our heads up can Instagram bio. Okay. Um, so that's just, it just heads up can.ca slash advocates. So it's really simple to find. Um, you can pretty much just type in the URL as I just said it, and it'll direct you right to the page. It'll give you a brief summary of what we see our advocate program being. And then um, we also have um, some school advocate programs that we'll briefly touch upon in that page. And then you scroll down to the bottom, and there's an advocate form where you can just fill out the two questions. And then we get an email right away, and we just respond as, uh, as we can. Perfect. Great. So and that's for anybody any age, any any like if they're going to school or they're just record, they're just walking the street. Just that's yeah, it's for anybody. Um so anybody There's no limitations, feels, yeah. Yeah. Anybody who feels compelled to uh share their story and share it on our platform, we'd love to have anybody, like literally anybody, um share. So we do have um like kind of something that says what school do you attend? But that's not an uh, that's an optional question. You don't have to answer that if you don't go to school. It's more just so we can get a better understanding if you do and have happen to go to school. So, well, great. This is great, and I encourage anybody to go to your website and maybe maybe in these times you want to just need new. I know here, man, I don't want a new hoodie right now. Well, you probably would here, but like in most of Canada, <laughs> maybe a t-shirt or a or a, I saw you were sold out in hat, so so. Yeah, we're gonna be Ryan working about on the last hat, did you? New hat. Yep, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Stocked up before. <laughs> yeah, launching some in the spring for sure. I guess it is technically spring now, but oh, yes, uh, we'll we'll get some soon. Maybe by the time this podcast launches, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot. Gonna be guys. working really hard on that. Thanks yeah. a lot. Guys. Yeah, no, thanks Thank for, you having for having us. us. Really appreciate yeah, it. This is great. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, and please stay in touch if you want. That'd yeah. be awesome. As you heard, Ryan and Seth are very active, and Heads Up Can, for that matter, is very active on social media, so please check out their social media accounts and visit their Heads Up Can webpage. And visit my webpage at concussiontalk.com and my social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound, www.bensound.com.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.